Suns fans. I am your host, Shane Souls, joined as I am every single week by nobody. Not on this show, folks. This is Drive Time, or Car Talk, parentheses, not that Car Talk, in parentheses, with Shane. I don't know yet. I'll figure out what to call this later. Maybe that can be a collaborative effort with you, the listener. Essentially, uh, my thought process for this, uh, I have a long commute, uh, close to an hour, give or take, all the way home, uh, and I figured, hey, I spent a lot of that time just talking to myself with no listening audience, and that's a waste. Why don't I spend it talking to you? the beautiful, thoughtful, caring listeners at home. Now, admittedly, the sound quality here might not be the best. Um, I'll do as much as I can to try to clean it up here as I go. But, hopefully, if this is something that you're interested in, if this is something that piques your interest, then hey, maybe you can deal with the not-as-stellar quality, given the circumstances I am actively driving home. What is this show? Uh, what's the idea behind it? Well, essentially, um, I always have just kind of random thoughts streaming through my head on most days. Whether that be about uh, a movie or a TV show I watched, some games that I played, news that happened recently, kind of whatever, wherever, however things are occurring. And it's nice to sometimes just get them out of my damn head because they're just too loud inside of it. So, again, I figured this might not be a bad way to do that just to express my thoughts and feelings. I like talking about this kind of stuff, and given the nature of the world we're in right now, it's hard to get together with anybody to talk about it, so at least this way I can at least shout into the void, and maybe, just maybe, there's someone on the other end of that chain there to listen to this and enjoy this. Um, I am actively driving, so I'm looking to see if I can safely make a turn here, and I cannot, so I'm gonna wait. But, yeah, uh, so this episode is gonna be kind of freewheeling, kind of freeballing, just trying to get the gist of what I want to do out. And, oh my god, this guy's taking forever. This is ridiculous. It's a very bad intersection here where you can't see very far, and they come at just the wrong intervals to really get out of here. It's a real pain in the ass. But, now I can go, alright, look at that. Now I made the turn successfully, folks, don't worry, I'm not gonna die. But you know that, because you would be listening to it if I did. Uh, so, this week, uh, something I wanted to talk about, just because it's in the news, it's relevant, uh, is the release of the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series... Series? Uh, series, series? because they released two consoles, the Series S and the Series X. S as in Sam, X as in X-Ray. Two different consoles of the same generation, which has never been done before. But hey, maybe now's the time to try it, right? Um, so, what I have, I did get a PlayStation 5. Uh, I went with the digital edition, uh, meaning it does not have a disk drive. I'm only playing games that I'm downloading from the PlayStation Store. And kind of just going forward with that. Um, it just ended up being a thing where, personally, um, 
looking at the last generation with the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One series, the Xbox One system, it's very confusing. With those systems, the majority of the games I was playing were digital anyway. I wasn't playing really many disc-based games. I couldn't even tell you the last disc-based game that I purchased. It might be thinking hard here. Probably Hitman 2? When that came out, I think that might be the last disc-based game I purchased. And that was a while ago. It just doesn't happen. It's just not something that I deal with too often. So I figured, hey, I'll save the 100 bucks. Plus, I can get it right now if I decide to go that route. So I said, what the hell? Let me get that digital one in. Went ahead and bought it. It arrived last Thursday, so a week, a week ago from when I'm recording this. I'm not sure when you'll end up hearing it, but... So it's been about a week that I've been able to sit down and play with this thing. And it's really, really cool. Um, if you're coming from a PlayStation 4, it's a nice system to jump into, especially with the digital games specifically, because it's fully backwards compatible, backwards compatible with the PlayStation 4 system. So you end up with, out the gate, a decent little library of games, uh, as well as if you are a PlayStation Plus member, they've also included a PlayStation Plus collection, which is a, I think, 18 or 18, 80, 20, I, have, I don't remember off the top of my head, but in that range of kind of some of the best games from the PlayStation 4 that you can then play on the PlayStation 5. Uh, some real big hitters. The Uncharted, uh, Uncharted 4 is on there. Uh, God of War. The Last of Us Remastered. Days Gone. So a good, good collection of games to play through if you haven't played them before. Um, a good majority of them I did already own. Uh, there's only a couple that I didn't. But still, it, even though in my specific case it may not be the best value or best thing out there, uh, for a lot of people coming to the PlayStation, it's a killer deal. Play a lot of games that are a really good way to just kind of catch up on that, to fill out your back catalog, rather. Uh, but that's not to say that there's not PlayStation 5 games to be playing, because there definitely are. Uh, most specifically, most prominent, I think, is Astro, Astro's Playroom, which is a built-in game on the PlayStation 5. You plug that bad boy in, fire it up, and he's right there ready and waiting for you. Uh, which is, to be fair, not really a full game. Like, there's a good amount of content to it. It's only about like four levels, give or take. But what it really is and really shines and why you should definitely fire it up if you do get a PlayStation 5 is it is a wonderful demonstration of the DualSense controller, the new controller that comes with the console. Um, it's an evolution of what they did with the DualShock 4, but they rebranded it. It's not a DualShock anymore, it's a DualSense. Uh, and that's because they've done away with the traditional rumble inside of the controller, just with spinning motors, and replaced it with haptic feedback. So what that, in essence, means to the person holding the controller is the rumble feels a lot more specific. Um, Nintendo kind of was getting into that with the HD rumble that happened in the Switch inside of the Joy-Cons. And really, this feels like a true 
the like the promise like this is the promise fulfilled that Nintendo was talking about then. Um, it's just it takes that idea to the next level and really feels really goddamn nice. Um, like one of the prime examples is right when you load in into the main little hub area with inside Astrobot, you're walking around on a metallic platform and as you're walking you feel like you're walking on metal. You feel the controller vibrate on the left and right side as he takes his steps with his left and right feet. Like you feel all of that in the controller. And then you step like onto a glass dome and you feel like there's glass that you're walking on. Like you can just these surfaces you're walking on, you can tell based upon the feel of the controller. And there's a... Uh, one of the, the first world you kind of jump into, or can jump into, is you can kind of go to any of them. But the first one I went into was the Cooling Springs level, uh, which is on a beach. And there's a spot there where you're walking kind of into wind. That's only a lot of wind at you, like with sand. And it feels... It's, it doesn't make any sense to explain. It's something you really have to get your hands on. But the controller felt gritty. Like, it felt like there was a grittiness to the vibration that I could feel the sand. Um, it's just, it's a crazy new idea that I really hope catches on. Uh, because just what it can provide as far as information. Like, you can, I can see a situation where developers can tune different feelings. Like, being able to feel a specific type of vibration or a different type of motion in the controller that can impart information to you. Like, you can feel a sword breaking if you hit something with it, or your armor is chipping away. You should be able to feel that. And that way, it's not just a gimmicky little controller shaky, but it actually gives you feedback for the game. So it's a way to add something to the experience. And then the other big part of the controller, uh, outside of the haptic feedback, is the adaptive triggers. Uh, so what those are is on the L2 and R2 buttons on the back of the controller. At certain circumstances, depending on what you're doing, uh, you can end up with kind of a resistance on the trigger. So as you're pushing it, it'll feel hard to push sometimes, depending on what's happening. Um, one of the first things that in the game it kind of has you do is you discover these different PlayStation artifacts. It allows you to zoom in the camera, and you feel that like as you try to zoom further and further in, you get more and more resistance as you push the trigger down. And then there's also a spot where there are like you're, sh you're setting off rockets inside of the controller, and you feel that trigger increase in tension all the way down until you get to the end where it clicks, and then it shakes because the rocket has gone off. And it's just a really unique concept that I think can impart some really cool design ideas into the games kind of going forward. Uh, time will tell kind of how that plays out, um, if it's something that developers decide to stick with, which, hey, hopefully they do. Um, I know some developers have already started to get into it. I know the Warframe developers are big fans of it, and they're going to be implementing that into the PlayStation 5 version of Warframe when that comes out. And also within Call of Duty Cold War, that just came out as well. Um, each gun has different feedback in the triggers as well for that kind of thing. Uh, both on left and right. So left when you're aiming down sights. For like pistols or 
submachine guns, the light guns, that, that results in very little resistance when you're trying to zoom in and aim. Whereas a heavy machine gun or like a rocket launcher that requires more force to push down because you're lifting up a heavier object. And then for full auto weapons, when you're firing them, like you feel the trigger bounce, like as you're holding it on, like you feel it kind of pushing and letting go as it you would kind of think it would in your head of a fully automatic gun as you're shooting it. So it's another another layer of depth that kind of adds to that, and it ends up being just a really cool different thing. Um, that's nice. It's nice to see a new, something new, something happening with a new generation of consoles that we kind of haven't gotten in a while. Like the last couple generations of consoles, the PlayStation 3, the PlayStation 4, Xbox 360, the Xbox One, there was nothing that really changed the paradigm as far as gaming goes, and this is kind of the biggest thing in that vein to happen in quite a while. So it's a nice it's a nice idea that I, again, hope catches on in some way. Because um, you could definitely see Microsoft potentially down the road doing exactly this inside of a revised controller or in like a new pro controller is something to kind of add on as an extra. But again, it's hard to say now depending on how or if really this catches on. As for the Xbox, I don't have one yet. I do plan on getting one, probably going into next year. Um, as of right now, I don't have a lot of interest in purchasing one because there's nothing for me to play on it outside of those old games. Um, there are the, the newer games, like the Assassin's Creed Valhalla and, again, uh, Call of Duty Cold War. That stuff is coming out as a Series X or Series S game, but I can play that on my PlayStation or on my PC. I don't need to have an Xbox to do that right now. So, time will tell if that changes. I'm hoping going into 2021, uh, that definitely will change. Just because the way this whole whole goddamn year has been, uh, I know that's made it very hard for game development in general. So, to see how that changes going into next year will be really interesting. Because, uh, you know, once we can hopefully get a hang on this thing and try to find some new remnants of going forward, we can hopefully get back to making games again in the normal fashion way, but that's probably a ways off. But uh, it seems to be good news for both Sony and Microsoft as far as sales-wise. These things are both selling out instantly as soon as they go on sale anywhere. Uh, even since for the past week or so. Occasionally stores will have small restocks online and again they sell out within seconds. Um, hopefully the majority of those are getting into the hands of people that want them uh, outside of or getting into the hands of people that actually want them and not to too many resellers because that these scalpers out there just trying to flip these to make a thousand bucks off them or whatever. It's just ridiculous and extremely frustrating. But, unfortunately, the only reason that they are able to do that is because people buy them um, at those exorbitant prices, which hopefully wouldn't happen, but very, very sadly does. Uh, so, hopefully people can get them, get their hands on them as they want them and enjoy have fun with these new things, because they're damn cool. Uh, it's always exciting when new consoles come out 
it's been a while since we had the last one, so it's it's nice to kind of get back into our back into a new rhythm with new hardware that seems to be really cool. Uh, one of the big things for both of these consoles, of course, has been the speed of the hard drives. Uh, both of them dealing with NVMe drives inside of them, so you're dealing with extraordinarily fast loading inside of these games. Uh, one of the prime examples, I think, on the PlayStation side is Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, where you can go from the dashboard of the console, just looking at the games that you have installed, hit X to start Spider-Man, get to the title screen in maybe three seconds, four seconds, hit X to continue from there, and then you're inside of the actual game another three or four seconds later. So you're totaling like less than ten seconds from dashboard to playing the game, and it's just an absolutely crazy feeling how fast this is, and it's something that we haven't seen on a console, and they, outside of cartridges, but this is, we're a long ways away from cartridges at this point, so it's exciting to see, and I once we kind of get more, as we go more into probably next fall, realistically, and then into 2022, as we're getting more of these games 100% built from the ground up for these consoles, to really see what they can do um, as far as that, and knowing that that hardware is there, knowing that they can just grab the data at an extremely fast rate and not have to worry about those loading times, that's going to make really, in a lot of ways, you can kind of redesign your entire game design, like the way that you design games can and will change due to that alone, which is cool, which is a really crazy idea to think about, but an exciting one as well, and looking forward to the future of games, and what does it really mean? Only time will tell! But yeah... Uh, so that was, well, that's video games, you know, uh, talking about that stuff. I haven't really been doing a ton else, um, as far as TV goes. Really, the only thing that I've been watching recently is Taskmaster. I don't know if any of you have heard of Taskmaster. If you haven't, you should, because it's a goddamn hilarious TV show. Uh, essentially, it's a, it's a British TV show airing on the Dave Network don't know how British TV works, don't ask me. Just watch it on YouTube like everybody else does. It's way easier. That one was going to cause an accident. Holy shit. Swerving dangerously in and out of traffic without turn signals. I am very disappointed in these drivers out here today. Holy crap. Okay. <laughs> so. Alright. What was I saying? Taskmaster. Uh, essentially, it's a panel style show. Uh, there is a host, Greg Daniels, along with his assistant, Alex Horn. Uh, don't worry about their names, you'll learn them as you go. And then they have a panel of comedians that are on the show, uh, five of them, who complete different tasks, or I should say, have completed a series of tasks. These have all been recorded previously, they just play them all on stage kind of in order to see what they did. So it ends up being a fun little way for them to do some really zany, crazy things. Uh, like, from the first season, some of the bigger highlights is 
painting a horse while riding a horse and just trying to see how good of a job you can do on it, which of course ends up being absolutely terrible because of course it does. Or how far from how far away can you throw this tea bag into a cup? Into a cup. Uh, a very simple challenge that you wouldn't think would be crazy. But then you see the ways that these comedians try to circumvent the rules or bend them as absolutely as far as you can while trying to say that they didn't uh, into just really creative, hilarious ways. And it's, it's a fun show. Uh, they compete for actual items that they own, <laughs> different things that are in their house that they are in possession of. Um, there's always a theme around the items that they're presenting, like most expensive or oldest or just weird things like that. Um, and there's that's what starts the show. And there's a fun, fun little tidbits to be had there. But it's a it's a really funny show. There's ten series out there now, not seasons. This is British TV, so it's series. Ten series out there for you to watch. Actually, they're in the midst of the tenth one right now, but. Still, it's a great show. Uh, I think just about all of it's on their YouTube channel. A lot of that stuff you can just go and watch, so do it, because it's free and easy, and it's hilarious. So, hey, look at that. You're welcome for the free content. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. So that's about all I've got to talk about for the moment. Uh, as it turns out, as I just talk to myself out loud at full volume, uh, my voice kind of starts hurting after a while. Uh, so that's fun. That's exciting to discover. I don't have anything to drink, which makes me very sad. I should have brought a water. Perhaps I will remember to do that next time, because that will be a smart thing to do. Then I can take a little sippy sip, continue talking, and then you'll not, not be any the wiser. Haha. So, uh, I didn't get into an accident, so that's a plus. I'm driving mostly safe. And we'll see how this goes next time. We'll see how you all like it. Uh, please let us know. You can always shoot us an email, podcast at sketchynonsense.com. You can get to us on the social medias. Uh, Instagram, at sketchynonsensepod. Twitter, just at sketchynonsense. We're very active on sketch, or very active on the Instagram side of things. Nick posts his beer reviews on there all the time, so that's always a fun thing to watch. I want to start covering more video game stuff, kind of as I can. It is difficult just making the time to do it, so that's why I made this. So if this is something you like and want to hear more about, please let me know. If you think this is a waste of everyone's time, then hey, I'll just never do one of these again. Either way, I'm here to listen to you and find out what you want for the show going forward. So then, with all that said, thank you so much for listening. And as always, until next time, be sure to do yourselves a favor and stick around for some more sketchy nonsense.